This is the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and soul coach. If you are here, it is because you are divine feminine soulpreneur. And come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Hey goddess, I'm doing astrological research and you get the benefit. For this limited time, you can book a pick your price astrology reading with me. It'll take you right to the page so that you can choose the price you want to pay anywhere from between 55 and 325. That 55 is going to be going up to 75 soon, so it'll soon be 75 to 325 and you can pick your price in between that range and then it'll take you right to my scheduling page where you'll be able to schedule that and schedule your day and time with me. We'll get on to a Zoom call live and you'll get to see your chart right on the screen. You'll get a recording of your reading afterwards via email and you can ask me all of the questions that you have about your purpose, your beautiful, amazing puzzle of who you are and all the gifts and talents you're here and meant to bring. You can ask me about the future, your transits, what you have coming up. So it's all right there available for you to put type in all of your questions before your reading and if you've been waiting due to money don't wait this is the only time i'll be offering prices like these and the opportunity to to get a reading at, at something if maybe money's been holding you back don't let that hold you back anymore so Take me up on this opportunity. You get the benefit of the research I'm currently doing, and you can go to thegoddessastrologer.com to book your Pick Your Price Astrology reading today. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep, the Goddess Astrologer and Alchemical Initiatrix. Excited to share this episode with you. I hope you all are doing amazing in these energies. It's been a wild time. Lots is going down in the astrology. So I hope you're getting over to the Light Goddess YouTube and checking out the all the astrology over there. And also uh, on the Light Goddess TikTok, you can find daily astrology and soul coaching all right there. I realized that I've had so much happening with growth and change with my feminine energy. And so this episode today, I'm going to get into feminine energy and what has been changing and shifting for me lately. And I think this is going to help so many people, so many of you out there, because it is part of this journey to bring the feminine back onto this planet, anchor and root her here while running a business, while being a leader, while speaking, standing on stage, holding an audience, holding presence in the world, holding space. And there is this tendency to go into the masculine to do that. And and when we get down to it, any woman, any person can be in their masculine, their feminine. People approach the, this topic in dramatically different ways. There's not a right way to approach this topic to even think about it, you know, what terms to think about it in. I personally will say that I know I'm here to work with women that want to heal their feminine and all of the suppression that we've gone through as women in our feminine. However, there's also 
men in their feminine energy that need men need to heal their feminine energy they need to heal their masculine energy women need to heal their masculine energy there's men that prefer to be in their feminine energy there's men that prefer to be in some different energy that perhaps we we don't really have uh wide concepts for yet or don't have language for yet there's so much gender identity that is really changing the landscape and creating the connection to the diversity that's always been the truth, but because of so much suppression in the world and so much orthodoxy and religious control and uh, political mechanistic science control, we people have had to hide who they really are and, or never even explore who they really are. So we're in this really evolving story of all of these things. So this podcast is never meant to be inc- uh, to be exclusionary and is always meant to allow for anyone that feels resonant with this information, apply it, you know, shift it in your mind to apply to your particular scenario or situation. And but I do want to say that I'm speaking from this place from within my own experience and what I'm I'm here to teach and to bring is anchoring the feminine back into the world in general, the general feminine energy. But I'm also here to be a woman in her feminine energy rather than in a masculine energy and rather than in a dominance. I see so many women in this dominance thing. And I went through a phase myself and every once in a while it pops back up, but Mostly I kind of went through a phase of it and really settled it out. And then just normal life, things pop up and securities pop up. The way we, we keep evolving, these things will, will come up. But I, I, so I've experienced this myself, but I see so many women in trying to dominate because we, they grew up, we grew up in this dominator culture. That was the way we knew and we were role modeled with how to, that was the example we had of how to attain things, A, that we legitimately need to have a shelter, to have food, to have basic sense of joy and happiness and having things, having clothes, having you know medical care and these types of things. But B, because we have dreams of really having a life that rises up to meet us, having a luxurious life and creating a big impact in this world, making massive change in this world. And so we we've only really had examples of how to do this in a dominator role, in a very dominating role, in a very uh, patriarchal culture way, example, in a very toxic masculine energy, grind and hustle, overworking and not listening to our bodies and our needs, which for some people is the need to work out and to do more, and some people is the need to rest and to go within. Everyone has different needs here. So I want to share something I realized that recently I had a lot of insecurity in my feminine and I didn't feel safe unconsciously and energetically for a long time to begin to pull down the walls of my defensive masculine energy. I didn't feel safe to set aside the posturing of my masculine energy protecting me. It has been a journey making a safe place in this world for my feminine. 
the world that has been patriarchal and largely woman-hating, growing up with the insidious subliminal messaging that my feminine could either play roles to the masculine like caretaker, wife, child care provider, sex toy, or my feminine was exposed to be exploited and used or minimalized, trivialized, put down, not allowed, told, devalued, discounted. Are you feeling these things coming up for you? I'd love you to get into the comments over on the White Goddess YouTube or uh, on on my TikTok and, and let me know, is this coming up for you? My feminine, strong, smart, with views and perspectives and questions was not welcome growing up by neither man nor woman. You know, here's an example. The word opinionated itself denotes the admonition inherent in in it, right? And then how it's used towards women. She's opinionated. You're opinionated. You mean I have my own thoughts? Is this what you mean? <laughs> Astonishing to grow up this way and to be only now dismantling this to completion within myself. In the last six months particularly, I've had a lot of backlash from having perspectives, opinions, from speaking out, and from calling out what is not right, naming it, and also for requesting my needs and stating my boundaries. And that has had much backlash from women with damaged egos and from patriarchal men who have who can choose at any time to wake up and cease kowtowing to the patriarchy themselves. They have that choice. They can wake up. A, a broken clock is right twice a day. The cracks of light are always coming in. Everyone has the chance to keep waking up to greater and greater consciousness. There was this time a couple years ago when my guides, I was talking to my guides about, about my consciousness expanding and increasing. And they were telling me that I was holding myself back, that I, I was kind of going to expand and then I was shrinking down again. And I, I'm certain it has everything to do with fear and, and subconscious threads so we, the light is always coming to us. We always have this opportunity to move beyond our limitations. And sometimes it's literally just simply making the choice that I'm just going to step out of this, even if it's for a day or an hour, and just experiment. Do the experiment. I'm just going to step out of this shadow. I'm going to step out of this pain. I'm going to step out of this limitation, this perceived block this long history of things that feels true, whatever noise that my brain may be offering me in this moment that feels like it is limiting me, that feels like it is a fact when it is the story in my mind that has a lot of corroborating evidence because my mind's seeking to prove my thoughts true. Because that's what our mind does. It's an organic computer doesn't care what thought you have programmed on it. It just seeks to prove it true. So t we can just choose to step out of it. And it's astonishing that I, 
as a woman, having views, ideas, perspectives, knowledge, wisdom, I grew up with the idea that it was opinionated and inherently frowned upon. It was disliked. It, it was disapproved of because, of course, the highest thing a woman should strive for is the approval of a man. That was a subliminal program that I grew up with. What about for you? Have you been finding these programs within and dismantling them, questioning them, saying, no, I'm not going to live with this in my heart any longer? You know, growing up, it wasn't safe for so long for me to be in my feminine energy. And I talked about it on the podcast in an episode early last year, how when I was traveling, I worked out at at this uh, gym that was basically in every city, and I was constantly jeered at by men and leered at and stared at, and there would be men that would be wearing a dress shirt and slacks on a bike, not actually working out, just kind of like pedaling lightly and just staring at the women and downward dog doing stretching and stuff. It was really disgusting. I, there was, I, I yelled at several men and said, you, you need to leave. <laughs> this is not okay. I had a woman come up to me and, and just say thank you because – of what this man was doing. It was just outrageous. Behavior that I would witness in this experience of being on the road, traveling, and going to gyms to work out. And I was laying on my mat one day in my area, and it was, you know, it was just more of a a fine, a typical day, didn't have any of that going down that, that moment, but there were some men working out in the gym and, uh, nearby, and there was some different energies about, (laughs) and, and I was doing my HIIT workout and I was overcome by the sheer terror of the masculine dominance of which I had experienced all my life, but also in past life after past life. And I began sobbing uncontrollably in the middle of my workout. It just started coming up and churning up. And I just let myself feel everything I was feeling. I didn't want to stuff it down. I didn't want to push this away. I didn't want to push it back down into the shadow again. I wanted it to come up and out. And what was always unconscious for me was finally becoming conscious. I, I, you know, I was having this moment of, of this arising of crying it out, all the trauma of it. And also I was understanding it consciously what this all was. I understood why I was so defensive in certain scenarios and around specific energies and attitudes and impressions, particularly men that were doing dominance behavior or were, uh, trying to do like pull superiority complexes over me, which is really indicative of their inferiority. Anyone that's you know behaving in a superior way, it's indicative of their inferiority, or also just the programming in the culture and not really having ever known another way to stand in a sense of leadership or stand in a sense of their own expertise, and. So these other scenarios were that men would just be like edging up on me in the line at a store or just be being really pushy or telling me what to do. Just different scenarios. I, you know, I, I understood at that moment why there was so much defensiveness, why there was so much posturing, why there was so much coming up in me 
you know, I let the tra- that old trauma shake out of my body. And while my feminine was not allowed most of my life unless she played a matrix-accepted role, my inner child also came out more than my feminine, you know, during my life, which was not helpful. It wasn't helpful in my teens, my 20s, my 30s. It made it appear as if I was flirting with men when I was not. She, you know, my inner child, she was admiring, inquisitive. She was trusting and loving and playful and smart. And she would come up when I was happy. And she would come up when I was excited. You know, when I was in my heart and my heart opened and bloomed, you know, it's very childlike energy. It feels very childlike with an open heart. And she was coming up and I didn't understand it was her, my little one. And for years, when people would talk about doing inner child work, it grossed me out. I could, I just couldn't connect to it at that time in my life. And I would roll my eyes and just feeling completely disconnected from it. And now I fiercely protect my inner child and I fiercely love my ego that has had to bear the difficulty of this earthly ride and go through the things that allow my soul to evolve, which have been very terrible things. I've been through very terrible things and and quite um quite just dark. I've been through a lot of darkness and I've had the pain, loss, and challenge that most people go through but quite to an excessive degree, I would say. And and lately, as I as I always share my own journey with you, I am letting the walls of my protective and aggressive, like snobby, angry, superior, know-it-all, offended, ready-to-fight masculine energy come down because for so many reasons, I, I'm... I'm able to finally work with it consciously because I've just peeled away so many layers where now this is available to me to to work with. So there's that reason. Also, I'm just seeing all of this and I, I that's not me. That's not my authentic self. It's a protection mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. It's a it's a maladaptive response. I don't want to walk in the world in that way. I don't want to walk in the world that way. It's really indicative of the lack of healing. And I refuse to be unhealed. I refuse to not be whole. And I refuse to walk in the world with a superiority complex. I am working to be an example in this world of how to be in your feminine energy and in a leadership place without superiority. I am wanting to be you know, I am working to be an example in this world of just how to heal the inferiority issues and not have the in- superiority issues at all. How to have expertise without superiority. Because if you've ever tried to have a conversation with someone you know is just genius and and yet their their inferiority is just bleeding all over the place and they're putting things down and they're, all that superiority is coming out and it's just coming all over the place and they're putting this down and they're poo-pooing that and they're like, oh, this is awful and people are dumb and I wish people would just stop doing that. And and I'll tell you, I'm work, I've am i found the, uh, myself doing this in a few places and I'm like, okay, yeah, no, we're, we're done with that. We're done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not putting down something. Because something isn't wrong. It's somebody else's path. You know, there's a lot of spiritual maturity. There's a lot of spiritual speak. There's a lot of things that are absolutely unhelpful to people, that are misleading people, that are drawing people deeper into spiritual delusion and illusion and 
the ability to be easily manipulated by a lot of dark manipulators out there that pose themselves as light beings, as spiritual teachers, as great astrologers, as uh, light workers of all kinds, spiritual leaders, and they're not. They're dark as fuck, and they're manipulating their audience, they're manipulating you and anyone that crosses their paths. And so I, I refuse to allow, you know, I'm able to access this now on my journey. And I also, I just want to walk in the world in my true, full health, happiness, and joy that's like emanating from a real place within because I did the work, because I actually healed it, because I actually looked at my own issues in these places. And, and so I'm letting all of that, that defensiveness of that masculine energy come down. And I'm walking in the world lately in my feminine energy. And I'm receptive. I am space holding. I'm curious and inquiring, inquiring as a way to provoke connection and insight instead of kind of like talking and being a know-it-all and like all this great information. And it's almost like very dominating or overpowering to others. And I think a lot of times it came from like a place of like trying to prove, not consciously, not on purpose, not because I think I have anything to prove, but it's just this growing up in this patriarchal world that we've done as women. Whereas a biological woman in a patriarchal world, I've been discounted just simply by because I was a woman. I've been discounted because of um, anything. You know, you can say status, money, control, prestige, affluence, you know, that's why everybody is always trying to get a degree or get a certification or put some sort of authority, something that denotes some sort of supposed expertise, credibility, or authority all over their stuff, the PhD or the this or the that, because this culture discounts anything other than that. And we have to pull these things apart. We have to unpack this stuff. Because none of that is actually what, what creates authority or credibility or expertise or genius. A lot of people with degrees don't know anything. No life experience whatsoever. And experience is what creates actual wisdom. Actual you know, wisdom is something deeper than knowledge. It has discernment, it has humility. The higher up the spiritual ladder we go, which is just not the best metaphor in the whole world, but for lack of another one, you know, we get more inclusive. We get more loving. We are more accepting and tolerant and patient and seeing the greater, bigger picture of things. And so when we have superiority issues, when we feel offended or snobby or angry or aggressive, we are not ascending the spiritual ladder at that moment. I mean, maybe in other areas, but just in that area, we have this opportunity to heal this. And so I'm allowing my masculine energy to stop posturing, to let the guardedness come down, the walks, uh, the walks, the walls, the defenses. And it has posed the question to me, what is the difference between my masculine-driven confidence and my feminine-driven confidence? Have you all thought about this? I think this is an f- amazing question to do some journaling on. This is, I, I, I would really encourage you 
when you do your thought download today or tomorrow to write a little bit on this question of everything that's provoked for you by the question. It doesn't have to be a one-for-one exact answering of the question, just what all comes up for you around this question. What inspiration does it provoke within you? What what you know is within your feminine genius that's provoked up and out? What's in the wound? What's coming up for you? Because this is a big question for me. I'm like, how do I walk in the world with this feminine-driven confidence instead of this masculine-driven confidence? And instead of this like dominator culture, inferiority, superiority, the superlatives, better, best than thing, and really just owning my expertise because I've mastered my craft because I'm always honing my craft because I'm always learning and growing. I'm mastering at the same time that I'm always learning more and honing. And and it's, I feel confident in my work. I'm always learning more and I don't bring that out to the public until I feel I really have grasped it in an integrated way where I can serve humanity by bringing information forward rather than bringing more confusion to the world because I don't even grasp it myself completely. So I do a ton of research for sometimes years or months before I bring it out to humanity. And I speak on what I feel confident and really integrated in to help others understand these things for themselves. You know, I was staking my claim as an expert in my field some years back, and I was staking my claim as an authority in the world as a leader, a voice to be heard, and a credible voice. And because of this, it brought up this know-it-allness, this superiority business that I had to keep working with. And I, I, you know, was keep removing that, that from my psyche. What is it within? Healing the inferiority, healing the self-worth, healing the self-doubt, all of the subconscious belief and programming superiority is indicative of, of, of an inferiority issue i've been talking about that and or it's really indicative of a lack of any other way knowing any other way experiencing any other way having an example shown to you or just experimenting with another way to feel confident and secure and to express your expertise and authority you know, you're a female entrepreneur. How do you express your expertise and authority without superiority, without na- letters behind your name, without all these false representations of expertise? And simply actually just be the expertise that you are. Just own it, claim it from within. And one doesn't know how to do so with humility. And so we do it with superiority, right? much like confidence in the feminine energy versus confidence in the masculine energy. You know, can we be and express expertise and authority with humility and confidence and security and certainty and certitude and just just an isness, like this is a truth within me, that sort of stance within ourself, like like this stance within yourself as you, you are bored inside, as a metaphor, and it doesn't waver depend on whether somebody admonishes you, questions you, thinks you're dumb, or has a problem, or their wounds are triggered or coming up, or they think what you do is stupid. You know, I'm an astrologer. <laughs> a lot of people in the world think astrology is bogus. So 
all of the different things that you might experience being a female entrepreneur and all the different like questions coming at you or people discounting you or putting you down or your own family. Maybe they don't like the name of your podcast and they think it's stupid or they make fun of you or whatever it is, but standing like a board within yourself of just your truth. And of course, I obviously wouldn't have those people in my life, but <laughs> that's a whole nother whole nother question there. So humans have this dynamic of the superiority inferiority complex because of our culture, the superlatives, the better, best, the greatest. I was speaking about this earlier because we've internalized simply from living in this culture and we can choose to dismantle that and no longer live within those parameters because they are false. You can be your own greatness, but you'll never be the greatest. There's never a greatest. It's just it's just completely a made up bullshit thing to get people chasing their tail, to get people distracted from their light, from their spiritual course, from the actual path, from the path of soul. And to get people caught up in the ego personality of this earthly plane existence and caught up in all of the all of the rat race and the chasing the tail and the getting the stuff and the doing, you know, get the achievement. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things, but I really work to be an example of and to teach both that I have dreams in the earthly plane, but they are an expression of my dreams as a soul to evolve and to bring light and to help humanity to be liberated from the control that humanity has been under. For me personally, my why is liberation. I want to help humanity become free. I don't want to be an enslaved people anymore. And people think they're not enslaved, but they are to the matrix, to money, to a way. I mean, how many decisions do you make in your life that are money decisions? That if you had all the money that you could ever think to want, would you make this decision differently? Think about all the money decisions you make. That right there is not freedom. It's not liberation. And we have had the technology to exist, to be free from the enslavement of money in the current state that it is, and so much else, that the toxicity of our world, so much else. We've had that technology for several hundred years, and at least 140 that we know of for certain. But I think it's going back to 2015, personally. Not 2015, to the 1500s, personally. Yes, to 2015... I think it's it goes back to to the 1500s. I think I'm just kind of exploring some threads there, personally behind the scenes. But, anyways, it, we've had technology that we know of since the early 19th century, and um, 20th century, 20th century, yeah. <laughs> I have to like always calculate the centuries in my head. I'm like, okay, the 1900s were the 20th century and the 2000s are the 21st century and the 1800s were the 19th century. Okay, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> I could do like complex things in my brain, but that I got to like count it out. I'm like, got my fingers out. One century, two century. So, <laughs> ah, this hum- these human brains, they're, um, fascinating, fascinating. So, so this, this greatness that you have within you 
can you, you know, do you want to? Have you considered living a lifestyle where you're always pushing to the edge of your greatness? Because this greatest thing is the whole thing. It keeps us chasing our tail. So I know, and, and many, you know, it really has a lot to do with the lens we look through. You know, this inferiority internalization within all of us that most humans have to dismantle within their psyche, living in the world as it's been. Most of us have never made contact with our greatness because we've been under that spell of the patriarchy, of the dominator culture, of the matrix world, of the Hollywood world, of just the world sold to us, the eat, sleep, entertainment, work cycle, or the school, career, kids, family, retirement, death thing, you know, the assembly line of what life is supposedly about. I caught myself the other day with a program that I had to pull out of my psyche. I'm so glad I caught it. But I was realizing when I was looking back upon my life and looking back, back upon the past, I was realizing that I was looking at some of the times that I've been through negatively or perhaps in a disempowered way because it didn't measure up to the matrix life to supposedly what this life is about of accomplishment and the earthly ambition that I mean, there's nothing wrong with climbing the, the mountain of our earthly ambition, but then we're done. Then the next, the only thing left is to climb the mountain of the spiritual, but not with aspirations to let go of all of that and just to serve humanity, to serve the organism that is humanity, the organism that is something beyond that, our solar system, all the solar systems, the, the universe, the all that is that we are, right? So I started to reframe and to look at those experiences in my past differently and to rewrite them and re-narrate them and really sat down and did some pen to paper journaling, uh, not journaling work, pen to paper thought work to re-narrate my past differently through a different lens, through the lens that I am sharpening and, and polishing that isn't the patriarchal lens, that isn't the dominator culture lens, that isn't the Hollywood sold to us made up bullshit life lens. Believe me, I love the cars and the fast toys and I love great clothes and having adventure. I don't think any of that should even should even be something where it's kept from people if they don't have money. I don't believe in that sort of that is all part of the matrix. That's all part of it. So I'm not against any of like having your dreams and swimming with dolphins and doing amazing things in the world. It's just simply we want to keep separating the difference between the earthly ambitions and our spiritual path, our soul path. Because this karmic wheel, we want to get we want to free humanity from this karmic wheel. I know these are some big topics. But this is my work in the world to free humanity from this karmic wheel, to liberate humanity from the control of these small factions of groups of people, from narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths that are, are, you know, from damaged ego, from people who are manipulators. This is my work in the world. This is what drives me to get up in the morning and to keep putting out content and to keep facing the hurdles in my business and the hurdles within myself and 
the hurdles in the middle of the road, <laughs> you know, literally. Um, so I wonder for you, if you've really connected to your greatness and just so many women, I just, when I see this, it's, it's, uh, I just keep doing this work because so many women never even know their greatness exists, nor how to channel it, work with it, flow from that place. And thus the inadequacy most women deal with having also been trivialized and marginalized, compounding it, causing that unconscious proving behavior, the haughtiness, the chip on the shoulder, the know-it-allness, the competition, especially between women. It sucks because it's just this behavior that we're, we're either trying to get a handle on, we don't know how, we're trying to dismantle from within us, we're trying to stop doing this, stop participating in this, or so many women are not aware of it, that it's just bleeding all over the place. I mean, I've been with people who, women who are just amazing women, and I, I just can feel all of their genius inside, but I can never actually get to just talk to them in an authentic flow conversation of just like letting the guards down and everything. I'll, I'll try to keep my guard down, but there's just always her superiority issues bleeding all over the place and just poo-pooing things and putting things down and, and just trying to show me like her, you know, expertise and all, all of this instead of us just like, like there's so many times I've wanted to have a conversation with a woman where I've just wanted like she knows the same information I know or we've both read some of the same books. It's like, yeah, finally have somebody to talk to about this. Like we might have really different thoughts about it, but let's talk about it. And I can't, I can't talk to her about it because there's just so much of her trying to prove and and trying to know something over me and compete with me and convince me and posture and all this defensiveness and and I've been there too. I've been there too. And I've been working to dismantle that shit because it just gets in the way of like great relationships and amazing conversations and going down intellectual rabbit holes and metaphysical rabbit holes and just expanding my consciousness and expanding myself and just growing and being around amazing women where we're just all having our, our amazing you know, skill sets and talents and gifts, and we're just all together in it on the same goal of some sort, like we may say it differently, but of like liberating humanity, basically, from the shackles of all the bullshit we've been under, the control, whether it's through thought forms, the control, whether it's through literal imprisonation and indoctrination and brainwashing and the dominance of men and being domesticated or the fact of how money controls, Money imprisons, money cages us when we don't have it. This is something I'm working to help women change, to have money. So many women will not get coached because of that inferiority stuff. They think they should know it already or it's just some unconscious crap that they can't even put their finger to and name. But it just keeps so many women from getting coached. I will always seek out people that know more than me I will always seek out coaches. I will always seek out somebody that can compassionately and lovingly show me my blind spots. I want to see where I can do better. I want to see where I can expand and evolve and grow. Don't you? Don't you too? And so 
to push to the edge of our greatness, we must move beyond the protections of superiority. We have to move beyond our discomfort. We have to stretch, evolve, and grow in areas that make us look at us at our inferiority, which is false, actually. But there it is making so many of our decisions for us. That inferiority is making so many of our decisions for us, thinking for us, feeling for us, choosing for us, rather than our secure feminine self. We really get to dissect and pull apart and break down these dynamics within our psyche soul, which is what then allows for us to collectively dismantle this from within the world soul. Those of us choosing a different way and choosing to heal and face these dynamics within ourselves as much as it's hard to be like, look at where I'm being a victim. Look at where I'm being disempowered. Look at where I'm being superior. Look at where I'm feeling inferior and feeling less than somebody and feeling like somebody's better than me or they have their shit together and I don't or whatever, you know, whatever the junk is in there. Look at these dynamics within ourselves, no matter how painful And we're changing this for all of the world, carving a new energetic pathway for all of humanity. It is the same as when the four-minute mile record was broken. There was like this new energetic pathway for the possibility to be something different, something new, and that is what we are doing. This is the same that is happening for all of us bringing new concepts forward, different perspectives, shedding old social constructs and identities. Lately, I've been moving in circles and being in experiences out in the world where I wanted to take down those masculine defense mechanisms, those defensive walls of protection. I've felt a lot of insecurity rising up as I've been doing this this dichotomy of the old socializing for the feminine for me to need to be approved of or donned as good by a man or by externals. I've been feeling that inside and I have been able to feel that surfacing and and being present with it. And I utilize the light goddess techniques I show you how to use in light goddess monthly live coaching experience. It's now open. You can go to the goddessastrologer.com to sign up or to check it out, hassle-free cancellation if you don't love it. I released insecurity. I've been releasing insecurity as it's happening, and I'm in these social settings. I'm in these circumstances. I'm putting myself in and feeling all this provoked within me. And I stopped going into the externals of like the people around me, and I stopped letting my brain go down all these these thought thought avenues of of anything to do with externals or other people or what they think, whatever. I just, know we're not doing that. And I got my brain out of thinking about the environment around me or the energetics around me. And I went back inside myself. I went within myself, which is a very Taurus principle of self-sufficiency or it's a very yin sign or self-resourcefulness. I went into my own worth, into my own value, my own resources of energy, love, support, holding. I turned inward and tapped into my own energy and connected to the energetics of this place within of confidence, of my confident feminine self, because I was having this dialogue with myself that, you know, I am a confident woman. I have self-worth for days. I have healed self-worth issues. I've done such deep, massive work on it, and I'm always deepening self-worth and confidence, but now I'm wanting to have confidence from my feminine place within me, from a soft, gentle, passionate, nurturing, empathetic, loving place within myself, a place that witnesses, 
holds space, doesn't need to force upon it, it doesn't need to dominate, it doesn't need to prove or show its worth or improve. It's just worthy. This place within myself that is just worthy, that is its truth. Rather than needing to show it, to prove it through showing its knowledge or showing its, you know, any of that. It just is its truth. So this is so powerful. And I could feel how I can go back into the secure place within me. And when the insecure part comes up, it is because it feels exposed and vulnerable the feminine that never had a childhood, that never had a young adulthood, that never had a chance to grow, to shine, to dance, to radiate, to be, that insecure part feels the socialization of before in my life, all growing up and most of my life, of needing to get approval or recognition or some sort of right to exist, right to belong, to get its belonging, its right to exist, its right to be from some external source. And this is what the feminine has been trained and socialized through our culture and the subliminal messaging programming, the, pro- the programming passed down through our karmic memory from lifetimes way before this lifetime right now. We've had so many angles that these messages have taken only valuing our bodies as women, how many women either just accept a masculinized a masculinized version of their expression or of their body, or they objectify and sexualize their own self the way the culture does. And so I've been playing with this within myself when the insecure part comes up or the feminine comes up that's that's now working to be there present in my secure, confident self, which is truth because I've just done so much healing there. So it is truth, but it, it's been this you know inner dialogue of like, but, ha- but I guess letting the walls down of my protective masculine and not helpful, the maladaptations, the unhelpful stuff, right? That's not even the healthy masculine. Now I'm, I'm seeing all of the vulnerability within the feminine energy, my feminine energy, and I'm working with it. And I'm having the inner dialogue with myself. And I'm doing this live out in the field, so to speak, you know, in the world. I'm putting myself in situations so I can work through this because I want to show up in the world in my confident feminine energy that feels safe to take up space in this world and feels safe to be in this world. I mean... All, all, the, all the things we've had thrown at us as women that we've grown up with, how many women to this day still think mostly like unconsciously that their only value is their body? You see it all over socials. I mean, how many women today have body dysmorphia? This was not a thing like six years ago or five years ago even. I, I've only really heard it in the zeitgeist heavily in the last three years, honestly. And I don't know how long it's been in the zeitgeist. And, and this is a phenomenon. It, this word was actually made up in 1891, but it wasn't used the way we use it today. It was used for a psychological condition of preoccupation with the body, but thinking it's deformed and these types of, of odd things. It wasn't the way we use body dysmorphia now. 
with basically women mostly and thinking, and it's not all women, but it's, it's such a massive percentage. And I, I believe that it really started out with women that they can only look a certain way. But you know, the thing is men have this too. This is not what we're talking about, but let's be real. Men have to deal with being told they should look a certain way as well. But let's deal with the, the women's side of it. You know, what we have to deal with that this body dysmorphia term, this, you know, that it's related to like, not feeling like you look okay because there's a certain look in society that we're supposed to have. This is new. This has not been in the zeitgeist until recent years. You know, and women putting their bodies up on socials, yearning, longing for the approval. You know, look at me, like me, love me, think I'm special. Our culture that has only valued a woman or the feminine for its darkly inverted, perverted sexuality or the exploitation of her own programming by the culture. This is a serious amount of of what we're recovering from as women and as humanity within our feminine energy. You know, to exploit what is good and what is loving, the feminine. And let's be clear, you know, body dysmorphia it's it's enough like we can stand up and we can change this within our own self i definitely dealt with only being valued for my body in in a lot of ways and i was able to heal this and let go of any of this sort of thing and i'm really really glad that I, I was able to escape objectifying myself on socials, like putting my ass all over socials or having to wear a skinny dress and look a certain way and dress up in makeup and then like put it out for everybody to see. Like I, I really was able to not have that be a part of my journey with this, but I definitely dealt with it off of socials in my, you know, in my out in the world life. Feeling like I had to look a certain way or be a certain way, otherwise I wouldn't be valued. And then, you know, obviously when I woke up from that, I was like, that's enough. I value me. And I had to go into my subconscious like we do in Light Goddess, and I had to program that in. And now that is just my truth. It is just my truth that I feel valuable, I am valuable, I know my value, it is just my truth. It is not a question within me at all. Where, you know, what, what's coming up for you around these topics? The, the culture trained women to believe at a subconscious level that their only value is their body. And the only body that is acceptable is like generally, you know, tends to be a skinny body with large breasts and flawless, you know, face full of makeup. You know, in centuries past, the body that was accepted or, or wanted was a rounded and plump body. And a large roundish body because it denoted you know, wealth because the woman was able to afford food and eat. <laughs> so isn't it fascinating if we look through time to see what was considered the epitome of beauty? You know, our, how is our feminine supposed to feel safe and, and free in this petri dish of an environment? 
And I'm not going to chain myself inside my house or into a small, tiny community or world. I go out into the world at large. I am not going to get smaller and make my life smaller because of the suppression. I'm going to get bigger, stronger, wiser, bolder, louder, more authentic, more confident, and certain and solid within my feminine energy. And I want you to, I want you to do this too. I want this for you too. If this is what you want for yourself. You know, let's be clear. <laughs> for those of you that want this for yourself too, I want this for you. I want you to be in that confidence within your feminine energy within yourself. Making a safe place for her and taking up space in this world. Too many women hide where it feels safe. Because to do otherwise means facing what I've been sharing with you that I've been facing, the insecurities, feeling all the insecurities, and sometimes feeling the sheer past life terror, the sudden bursting into tears in public. If this is what it takes for me to feel safe in my feminine, to take up space in this world, I am all in. I am all in because otherwise I'm not free. And I will never choose to shackle my own self due to my own inner fears, limitations, doubts, blocks, beliefs. I choose to expand. I choose to face the tears, the sadness, the loss, and the grief and the outrage, the disgust of it all, of what we've been through as women, of the suppression that women have faced throughout the last 6,500 years. Nine million women being killed so their property could be stolen. With the witch uh, trials. I want to believe that other women are also standing up within their own insecurity or terror to bring the feminine back into this world, to root her here in daylight in full volume, full stereo, in full color, full blast, no longer relegated to the back rooms of women's studies classes or marches on Washington or crying on Facebook about reproductive rights being used as political chess by men. When you stand up in your feminine confidence, with the defenses down, you are a role model for all women, but for all of life signaling the change that has already taken place. Women awakening everywhere. Women waking up, rising up, and healing up the ancient wounds of our suppression to take up space in this world from a feminine energetic within. Our feminine energy needs to be allowed, heard, nurtured. She needs to be honored. Are you honoring your feminine? Are you giving her room to take up space in this world? What does she need to feel safe? Have you been through this journey? Are you on this journey now? I want to hear from you. I'm mainly on TikTok at The Goddess Astrologer and on YouTube as well. And I want to talk to you in the comments and hear about your experiences with this. I want to hear from you about your journey. We are changing the world in very vast, expansive ways right now. It is It is my dearest wish that this episode was inspiring, supportive, nurturing, and encouraging to you. And don't forget right now, I have Pick Your Price Astrology readings. Woo-woo! You can go to thegoddessastrologer.com and book that today. We'll never be doing readings for these prices again. I would take me up on this opportunity, y'all. All right. I'm sending you all so much love and I'll talk to you in the next episode of the White Goddess Podcast.